Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today, oh, I am so happy. The Authority Gang is all back together again after an extensive time of not all of us being together and not even being together at all. So welcome, Samantha King, Carol Boston, and Crystal Duku. So wonderful to have you guys back again. <laughs> Happy to be back. <laughs> Good to be here. So I was thinking today, um, because it's been so long since we've been together, let's talk about it. Because I think the last time we were really kind of together was probably about November, I would think, somewhere in around there. And mm-hmm. so we had the transition into 2022. And I know that there's a lot going on with you guys. And, and you've been transitioning into new things. And um, I just really want to talk about that today because... You know, each of you's got this unique journey that all of us can learn from. Now, Crystal, I know you are super duper excited. So we're going to let Crystal go first today. So Crystal, what's been going on in your world and what can we learn from it? Well, firstly, Happy New Year to everyone. And it's so so good to be back on. And, you know, when you when we were talking about the topics, one of the things that I had to do in my business is I had to make a pivot. So as I mentioned, I have a full time job that I work and I also run my business as well. But responsibilities came up that actually needed me with my job to kind of to be there more. But I was not ready to give up, you know, my joy the passion that comes from it, plus the added income. So I had to start thinking about, well, how can I make a change to this as well as meet the demand? So prior to to having to make that decision to with, with my job, I started to get a lot of requests to do resume writing and LinkedIn optimization workshops where teaching, so nonprofits were reaching out to me, schools were reaching out to me. And then from these organizations, a lot of people were following up for one-on-one workshops Mm -hmm. to teach them. And I realized that I do love the teaching aspect of it. It is a lot of fun. People, I like seeing them learn how to do it and then implementing it and then getting the feedback. Wow, this is working and this is working. So when it came to moving back from taking on private clients and and having to put more time towards my job, then I started to say, well, then I started to think about, well, this actually is a very lucrative feeling where I can still practice what I enjoy doing. I'm still learning as I go along, but I'm getting to teach others how to do it. Mm -hmm. So since then, like sometimes my weekends um, and everything has been booked up with people sitting in for the resume writing classes, 
for the LinkedIn optimization workshops. And it has been generating a lot more revenue than I expected when I did the when I did the breakdown. And so much now that more people are reaching out for that model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that has been very exciting. Um, it's a whole new, I've been delving more into learning about the industry and it ties in with my higher education. And then I tie it into LinkedIn, which is my favorite platform across the board. So it has been fun doing that. And it has also opened up a lot more time for me to now go back into writing, which is something that is, is my first love. So as of recently, I just got hired. Well, somebody just reached out to me to write blog articles for him, for his company once a month and getting paid for it. So I was like, Yay! yes. <laughs> so these, um, these resume and LinkedIn courses, are, are you doing them in person or are they online? They're all virtual. They're all online because a lot of people are transitioning mm-hmm. from their jobs going into different industries and a lot of them do not know how to how to write a resume or how to transition it or or what needs to be put on a resume to stand out it's not just about listing your responsibilities and what it is that you're doing but really about listing what your results are and all those keywords and understanding things like templates so a couple years ago when I did my LinkedIn training the person also trained on resumes and I took it. So I started doing that together with this nonprofit called WEI and another nonprofit called, called Pepup Tech. And then since then, people have been coming out and asking for one after they do, do the workshop, which is sponsored, then they start wanting one-on-one sessions. I think that's, that is amazing. And, um, you know, I, I know I've worked with Crystal, you know, we've done a lot of talk about LinkedIn and, you know, how do you optimize that, you know, that profile, but, you know, one thing, um, I'm on clubhouse quite a bit and I'm in, a one of the top five marketing, uh, groups on clubhouse and I'm, I get to lead rooms and one of my co-leaders he actually is a corporate headhunter for, you know, CEOs, CFOs, all those high level people. And he always talks about resumes. But one thing you've, you've both said in is, you know, you've got to catch that person's attention and you, you do that by using the right words. Again, it's not really about you. It's about the person reading the resume yes. and what they want and what they need. And so, you know, you're writing this so that, you know, the person reading it's going, oh, that person gets me, right? Like that person knows what we yes. need, right? Yes. And, and the thing is, is one of, just to, to share some tips if anyone is listening and you're thinking, so I do have entrepreneurs or I, I've had people that, that have owned businesses and now they're, they're probably wanting to move back into corporate for, for different reason reasoning. And then they think, but it doesn't show that as an employed. And I'm like, no, you have, you are employed, you're self-employed. And it's about listing what your results are. When they look at your resume, they want to see everyone who has the same role is going to list the same roles and responsibilities. The way you stand out is how you list your results that you've gotten 
gotten from that particular role? How did you how did you stand out in that particular role? How did you do a good job in that particular role, which would make the person employer reading it? Well, wow, look at this results that they achieve. I want to call this person in for an interview so that they can do that in this current role. You know what, Crystal, you've just landed on gold here because not only can you use that in a resume, you can use it in your social media profiles. Like, you know, when you talk about the results that you get for people, that gets attention. So, I mean, I'd love to hear Samantha and Carol's thoughts on this. I was honestly just thinking, hey, Carol, that kind of sounds like sales, doesn't it? <laughs> the whole, like, like, really, because that's what it is. It's about the exactly results. what it is. It is. It's exactly about sales. And that's what I tell people. Right. And Sam says the same thing. Everybody's involved in sales every day. You have to sell yourself every day. And for me, with the work that I do with my clients, it's more about the art of influence. How do they become a client before they sign on the dotted line? Right. You want them to become a client before they sign, not after. And that's a completely different process. Talk a little bit more about that because you got my ears tingling here, Carol. Well, it's really about the art of influence. So when I take people through, whether it's the $97 for 90 minutes, snowmageddon call, right? Clarity to cash or someone who just says, I want to go through that and you know see if we're a good fit. It starts with you taking authority on the call. Mm-hmm. So you do your rapport building. I'll give you just a brief overview of what I do. You do your rapport building. And then I take the authority on the call. I say, in my experience, yes. these calls run best when we do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at these three areas. Boom, boom, boom. If at the end of that time, I think that you are a good fit for my program and that my program can get you right, blah, 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 then I'll share it with you. If not, I'm happy to refer you to someone who I think is a better fit. And I'll make sure that you walk away with, you know, one of my complimentary, whatever, whatever. So it's always about give, give, give. But I have past clients that will tell you they were a client long before we ever got to the, are you ready to sign up thing? It's about giving value during that process. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then asking if you want to sign up, right, Carol? Because let's not forget that step. Well, you don't, you don't ask them yes or no if they want to sign up. You give them two options. You give them the pay in full option or you give them the monthly pay option and you ask them which one are they more comfortable with. Those are the only two options to work with me, pay in full. It's not, are you ready to sign up? Do you want to move forward? If I've already made the determination that you're a good fit for my program and that my program can get you to where you want to go. And I've shared that with you and I've got you nodding your head because I'm going to get you nodding your head all throughout the process so that you're on the same page as I am. So when it, it comes to the end, I say, there's, there's two ways you can work with me. Right. Right. We can do it. We can do a pay in full, blah, blah, blah. Or we can do a monthly program. Which one are you more comfortable with? So you give them an option as opposed to a yes or a no. Yeah. And, and, And to be honest, you know, anyone who either a can't afford it, just generally cannot afford it or or B cannot do it is going to tell you at that point. They, they will tell you that. Now, everyone who's in the maybe and yes category, it's easy. They just go, OK, here, here's the one. Or the maybe category might go, well, that sounds really good, you know, but but I need this. Right. So I love that approach because you're assuming the sale, but in a way that's not forcing them. Right. You're not trying to manipulate them. You're just saying, OK, we we're good fit here. Here are your options. And and people know, you know, that they can say no because mm-hmm. you've had a good conversation with them. 
Yeah, I love that. That that is awesome. But also as a coach, it's our responsibility to coach them through that disbelief. Yes. It's not it's not really the fact that they don't have the money. It's the belief. It's the belief that the money is the challenge. So it's not about the resources. It's about people being resourceful. Mm -hmm. Big difference. Mm -hmm. So I had a new client that started in December and was just had never hired a coach and was all in a panic and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, oh, she just, you know, she just didn't have the money. And so I said, we started talking about other resources, right? And so I happened to say, well, is your credit score higher than 660? She's like, oh yeah, man, my credit score was 800 till I bought a new car and now it's seven, whatever. And I said, awesome, here's what I'm going to do for you. And I connected her to someone that I'm in business with, John, right? Mm -hmm. Came up on my dashboard, did it up, sent her to John. And he gave her all of her options. She ended up choosing a 72 month option to pay back because there's no prepay penalty. We know she's going to make the money back long before then. And she got an interest rate on that. That's less, less than half of your best credit card. Wow. Yeah. And guess what happens? The entire amount was deposited in my account the next day within 24 hours. Right. So there's always, there's always options. If you're thinking outside of the box, you know, I've had clients uh, go get a new credit card. I've had them take money out of their 401k, but that's where those empowering questions come in to get them thinking outside of the box. What else is possible? Mm -hmm. You take money out of your 401k and guess what? When you pay yourself back, you're paying yourself back more money. So Mm -hmm. you're getting the benefit of the investment and you're going to have more money in your 401k at the end. So those are some of the things that as coaches, it's important that we coach them through this. It's just the belief that the money isn't there. I don't know if that was helpful, but I think it's scary because people are like, they they went and got a new credit card, but I think the the thing we need to preface here is that Carol has the proof that she gets the results. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, this is this is not this is not hey because there is there's a reckoning going on in the online business space right yes. now where people are calling BS on some of the coaching practices, and that's why I I wanted to come in and say like, mm. but let's preface this and be clear. Carol gets the results, and if yes. we called any of her her clients up, they would tell us, yeah, I invested this, and my return on investment was this much higher. Yeah. And Chris Crystal's one of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yes. I mean, even just the four of us as as friends, you know, Samantha and I, you know, we've we've never taken your official coaching, but just being friends with you, Carol, you know, has so enriched our lives and in, enriched our businesses. Mm-hmm. And and you. you know, the the things that we share with each other. You know, and the ways we help each other, you know, I, I can attest I've never taken Carol's coaching, but, you know, the knowledge that she has shared with me, what, it's been a year and a half now? It was like 2020? Almost, almost two. Almost, almost two. two. Yeah, it'll be two years this year, um, you know, has been so immensely uh, valuable in my business. Yes. And it lasts and it, and it's something that you take with, with you, you know, so it's not like sometimes, you know, after working with Carol, like I, you know, sometimes you hear other coaches and they just tell you, um, they just show you a PowerPoint and so forth. And then there's no, that, that guidance, but then working with Carol, the lessons that I've learned is definitely something that have helped me know how to move ahead and how to make decisions that benefit me and benefit my business. Yeah. You know, that is so, so true. So Carol, what's been kind of going on with you? Wow. What's been going on with me? I'm working on my high-end mastermind for female family lawyers. 
And it's been super and it's been challenging because guess what? Those lawyers don't even know what a mastermind is. (laughs) They don't. They don't. And they've never truly spent money on themselves in personal development. So it's taking, it may take long. I got my first yes last week. I'm excited about that. Got my first yes. So it's taken longer than I wanted it to, but I'm going to continue to trust in the process. In the meantime, what I've also done is I took a look at all of the people who took that snowmageddon call with me that did not move forward into private coaching. And I've put together a 90 day intensive called my success blitz camp. I made up a word. Blitz camp is all one word. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And so I'm in the process. I had a call with a gentleman today out of out of uh, the Netherlands. Right. So I'm in the process. That's who I'm reaching out to first. But I'm also going to be promoting it in my group and elsewhere so that I actually have my first true group coaching program. And it's going to be a 90 day intensive with a lot of value added to it. So those are the newest things that are on the horizon for me. I love it. I love it. So first of all, she took all of these people that she did calls with last year and her snowmageddon calls. And I think you had one for the spring and one for the summer and, you know, uh, her clarity calls. And, you know, you only started this last year. So you've been refining this process over this last, what, eight nine months ish. Right. So now she's going to go back and and she's going to talk. So that that's something that's really important, I think, is, you know, just because someone said no the first time, it doesn't mean no forever. And it doesn't mean you don't keep in contact with that person. It doesn't mean you don't keep reaching out to that person and connect with them on social media and that, because there's always more opportunities. Now, Carol, I don't know if I told you if I did this, but I want to read something from my book for you. So when someone says no, this is my author to authority book and I'm gonna send you guys each a copy. When someone says no, what do you do? You ask them why. This is the step that you might be afraid of most. You wanna feel validated and successful and nothing cuts through your self-confidence like when you ask why and they tell you it's your fault. That cuts right through to the heart of you. So you do not ask. Take courage. More often than not, it has nothing to do with you or how you presented it. There is something going on in their life that is stopping them, and it usually comes down to the big two, time or money. Once you have the answer, you can proceed. My good friend, Carol Boston, the queen of Reframe, taught me this question, and I'm going to share it with you. You can use it as a trial close question or if someone has already said no or given you an objection. Are you ready? What is the one thing that I can do that would cause you to say yes? So, Carol, you are in my book. Yay, I didn't know that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So one of the things I love about you, Carol, and and what you're and and kind of what's going on with you is that you really went through and you're still building on the momentum. You're building on the momentum from last year. You've refined the process. You've come out with the new the mastermind offer. And yes, some people might have been saying no, but the reality is you kind of went, okay, they said no. And in your calls, I know you ask enough questions to be able to figure out, you know, maybe I just don't have the right offer. And now I'm coming back with an offer that's going to serve those people. And it's not like I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall and I'm creating all these offers that I think, you know, people want. It's, hey, no, I have this audience and I've talked to enough of them. And that wasn't what they needed, but I think they need this. And then you go back, right? And it's still, because I what I'm seeing a lot of people, especially the course creators I work with, is they want to overcomplicate things. Yeah. And you're still, like, you're like, I'm still working on the same momentum here. This momentum yeah. could you know, catapult me for the next three years, as long as I keep it simple, 
and I follow the process. And there, and the thing is, people will say, well, what is the process? Well, it's very simple. You offer something, and if that doesn't work for them, you talk to them and figure out why, right? Yeah. Like Kim just said, why? And then go from there, because maybe it is the wrong offer. Maybe they need something else. It's so true. And what I've done actually in the mastermind is I simplified the mastermind. I took it from three investment levels to two. I increased the value. Right. And I started taking monthly payment plans versus a pay in full. And what was interesting, the call I had last week was my first lady that said, yes, uh, as we were talking about the expert faculty that I'm going to bring in to address the needs that these um, lawyers have. She said to me, that is one thing I love about what you're doing. She goes, I've taken business courses before and had coaches. And they said, I don't care if you're a round peg, you're going to fit in my square. Right. She said, and what you've done is you've listened, you've interviewed all these attorneys and you've listened and you keep changing what we're doing to meet exactly what we need. And you're bringing in people with boots on the street that are doing what we must learn to do if we're going to grow. So that's a listening is just so, so important in value. And what Kim said about it's not personal. If someone says no to me, it's not about me. My job is to get to the real root of where that hesitancy is and to coach them through that and to understand like Kim said, what one thing that I could provide a value today would have you move forward easy and faster and happily to do so. And, and you know what? I, I think some entrepreneurs would be afraid to ask that question, you know, because what if they asked for, you know, like the moon, the stars and the sun, right? Most people don't. You know, I when I've asked that type of question now, you know, as a publisher, I sell, you know, book packages, Right. So usually if I ask that type of question, the response I get back, well, I know it'd be a lot, but, you know, can, can you do a few blog posts for me? <laughs> hey, me and my team, we write thousands of words at a time, a 500 to 750 blog posts, you know, two or three of those is like, yes, piece of cake. that's a piece of cake. Yeah. Or, or they'll go, you know, um, um, you know, I, I need some help with some social media graphics. Sure. Right. So, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes, you know, we're afraid to ask that question because people will ask too much. But most people don't. Most people think they're asking for a lot when actually they're not. And the few people who might ask for a lot, you can say to them, well, you know what? That's a little bit beyond the scope of, you know, what I can do. But, you know, I could do A, B, and C. You know, if you want D, E, and F, we might have to create a custom package for you, right? So you can negotiate. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I and and you get a clear understanding of what is valuable to them. So yeah. often we go in and we think we know what they want. Yes. Just like so often we go in and we're speaking our language and not the language of our clients. Mm -hmm. But when you ask them to share what's of value to them, it's incredibly beneficial. And I, Sam is great at that. Sam, talk a little bit about that as you do your coursework and, and how you get your people in there. And you talk to them about sales as well. Actually, Carol, I'm going to stop you okay. here because we're actually almost at the half an hour point. Okay. So I thought, you know, we've done really done Crystal. We've really done Carol. Why don't we stop here? We'll come back and do episode two because I, I really want to give Samantha time. And at this point, she'd only have a a minute or two to really get into it. And I, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with me as well. So sure. why don't we, we shut it down quickly. So everybody just give a really quick parting thought on what we've talked about. We'll shut it down. We'll come back and we'll do part two.
So Crystal, just a parting thought. Parting thought. Well, I would just say, based off my experience, find out what works for you. Don't be afraid to respond to the demand that's coming to you, even if it's not aligned. If, if you never thought initially, this is something that I want, wanted to do and go for it and just be open to the possibilities of how that might develop. Awesome. Carol. I would tell you that the questions are the answers. Every answer always has a good question. Not every question has an answer. Mm-hmm. But if you're unwilling to ask the question in the first place, the answer is always no. Ask the question. Awesome. Samantha. I think that, you know, putting in there and, and putting yourself out there and asking the questions is what's going to make sure that you have these offers that Crystal and Carol are talking about where people are actually taking them up on it and saying yes. And a lot of the time, it may be the fear that somebody's going to reject you, but I think it might also be the path of least resistance. It's not asking and just creating what you want, but then you end up sitting there wondering what the heck just happened when there's crickets, when you go to ask for the sale. Yeah. Awesome. So this has been Samantha King, Carol Boston, Crystal Duku, and myself, Kim Thompson Pender for the author to authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check back a month from now when we will do part two of this conversation. So have a great day, everyone. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.